Do you seek answers found only in Apocrypha? Well, you came to the right people. After all, this is the Daedric Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Daedric Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm your other host, Lirianda. So, uh, we're back with more theories. Mm-hmm. And as promised, this episode is packed full of smaller but very interesting theories uh, from books. Yes, all of these theories are in some way related to books, be it the content of the books, the writers of the books, or even something that's a bit more away from the books, but still related to the books. So, yeah. let's get into it. Yeah, so first up, The Old Ways. Now, The Old Ways is a movement or a way of thinking that the Sijik order follows, but it's also uh, the name of two books. Uh, virtually the same book published in both Daggerfall and in Morrowind. In Daggerfall, it has like more confusing formatting. So it's like revised version was published in Morrowind. It talks about spirits somehow controlling the events of the world and the Sijik Order being like shepherds to these spirits, keeping them at bay and like respecting their ways and causing as little chaos as possible. Okay. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it, it, it's it's a really confusing piece piece of literature, very metaphysical. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's a, one of the older documents, yeah. uh, so it's obviously going to be a bit more fantasy like. It, 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 it's <laughs> to me uh, when I when I read it, it seemed like it was all fluff, no no substance. Mm. That's possible, yeah. But the thing is, the old ways are described as being the method of the Sijic order. And so, you know, there's got to be some truth to this mess. Because <laughs> I believe it, it even gets... Does it get referenced in Skyrim? I don't know for sure. Mm, I, I have no idea. My like Maybe in the, uh, the explanation given by the Archmage, who the Sijic order are. But anyway... So one one more thing to note: the Sijics say that centaurs are true followers of the old ways, mm. whatever that means. So, well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other fantasy sources where they say centaurs use old magic because they are more in touch with nature, kind of thing. Yeah, so that's it could be influenced by that idea. Yeah. But so. moving on, we have the book called "The Illusion of Death." This is a book that was published in the Elder Scrolls Online. And it harkens back to the more indirect way of formulating things. It tells the story of how Maruk, how he supposedly came to create the 77 rules of his order called the Alessian Order, which is basically worshipping Alessia the first. And basically he did a lot of bad shit and he was punished for it. But whilst he was being punished, the spirit of Al-Esh, aka Alessia, was still, she gave him uh, words of wisdom, and I will paraphrase. He recorded her words in his simian gore with glyphs on the beseeching scarf, and the fire in his blood did etch the lithic face with the 77 inflexible doctrines. And though the labor depleted, yeah, even consumed by his very substance, he tinted not, for he knew that death is an illusion. 
For did not Al-Ash persist speaking knives, though dead? And had not Pelinal been witness to her dead, her death, e although dead himself at the death of Umar Umaril? Then did Maruk know a right reaching, that one devoted to proper life and elnophaic annulment shall persist beyond the illusion of death? For indeed, the drive to expunge corruption can conquer even the arcane cycle. And when I say arcane, I mean as in RK. <laughs> arcane. Yes. So, this book supposes, amongst other things, that death is somehow an illusion that once you do the right reaching, aka become aware of your place in the universe, okay, you can... Yeah, Jim. You can somehow avoid death or at least see through the illusion of death and yeah <laughs> i mean yeah that's the whole point of chibbing isn't it yeah it is but like <laughs> and also this uh, indeed also brings up the idea that pelinal what like it, it showcases some of the time inconsistencies pelinal being uh, witness to the death of alessia yet at the same time he was already dead at the time which was, uh, I mean, he one of... is the tra time-traveling cyborg. So. Yeah, no, that's true, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Could also be the Dragon Break, you know. Dragon Break's everywhere. But that's the illusion of death. Now, with a very, very special book called mm -hmm. Nagasta Kvattakvakis. That's one way to pronounce it, yeah. <laughs> uh, how else would you pronounce it? Nagasta Kvattakvakis. I don't know. Yeah, with an accent. <laughs> no, like the because the K, the K and the Kvata. N are like separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kvata. Kvata. Okay, so uh, this is a book introduced in the Elder Scrolls theme. Morrowind. It is marketed to you, the the player, as a book written in the language of the very. Of, of the very mysterious race of Slodes, the necromantic slugs mm. it looks like gibberish but and this is a big but a slow but it's actually <laughs> a newsletter written in esperanto mm. and the newsletter is actually for a society of esperanto connoisseurs for those of you who don't know esperanto is a artificial language created to be the easiest language to learn and from experience i can tell you that it is surprisingly easy to learn yes but uh this book was written in code and if you decode the code you can you will notice that it is indeed esperanto an esperanto newsletter it's like it's it's modified esperanto yeah and a piece from nagasta kvattaklakis uh, is actually used in another book but it's translated in daedric like in, into <laughs> daedric uh, into daedric alphabet so it's now it's a piece of code and it's used in the bible of the deep ones uh, which is a book <laughs> you get in the Elder Scrolls 4 oblivion uh Ooh. in the small village where uh, ev the every Ooh, villager yeah. is like going crazy and uh, worshiping this eldritch un unseen eldritch horrors that live deep deep within the caves underneath the village mm -hmm. so yeah that that's the Gustakotaklakis. Then we have the Book of Hours. Now there are two sources which reference this, and they both use it 
differently yet the same way. It's kind of confusing. So let's first begin with Vivek's usage of the term. Because in the 36 lessons of Vivek in Sermon 18, it is said that he had to begin his book of hours at that point because the world was about to bend with his age. And if you look at the rest of the the story of that sermon, you see that he basically calls his collection of books, his lessons of Vivek, the book of hours. Yet in the texts written by Michael Kirkbride, who also wrote the sermons, the term is used once again, this time by Vec. And Wait, isn't Vec uh, what was Vivek called before he uh, touched the heart? Yeah, you're right. So basically, this is before he became Vivek, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a book that describes uh, the dragon break in the Middle Dawn. Now, if you don't remember, the Middle Dawn is a dragon break which lasted 1,008 years, I believe. And it's a very messy time period, which we've stated before could definitely be mm-hmm. the location of one of the future Elder Scrolls games, because, you know, anything can happen there. But it was like a 1,000 year long dragon break. And there's a lot of theories related to that. Uh, and for instance, uh, one part of Vex, A Book of Nature, is of special note is the blue star, which elastics call Minimoli, that runs through this part of Arbus uh, ever untimed. Well, uh, yeah, they basically mentioned the hurling disc, they me- the, the, the right reaching. They mentioned a lot of things which actually eventually turned out to be theories on this iceberg. So it's kind of mm. interesting. Uh, how it is really a source of many you know bits and pieces of theories and but what is the book of hours and in it it is constantly stated that uh, you have to put on your water face uh, to be able to start writing the book of hours (laughs) so that's also (laughs) interesting (laughs) so okay after the book of hours we have the book of fate continuing on with Mm. the books the Book of Fate is an actual book that you can find in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. It is owned by Calixto Corium, the owner of the Curiosity House in Windhelm. And uh, the book is said to, uh, the contents of the book are said to be different for every reader because it shows your fate. And since you are the uh, dragonborn and your prophecy has yet not been fulfilled, when you open the book, it is blank. Mm. And Calixto uh, interprets this as like, oh, maybe your destiny, like you can write your own fate and or maybe it means you're going to die soon. Mm. And I think that's bullshit. I, Which I, part? I, I, I call bullshit because Calixo, spoiler alert, he's a piece of shit. And I think all of his curiosities are fake, apart from the Necromancer's Amulet. It could be fake, you have a point there. But if it was true, then it sort of can work considering how heroes and Elder Scrolls interact, in that basically every fate is sort of already written, it is only the hero that decides which fate comes true. So perhaps if the Book of Fate is a true thing, then maybe it is made of the same material as the Elder Scrolls are. Remember in one of our previous discussions. 
Oh yeah, it could be like an, a ruined Elder Scrolls makeshift yes. into a book. Yes, exactly. But assuming that that would be true, uh, you know, there could be some truth to it. But it is extremely unlikely. But like that that's even more of a reason to believe that it's fake. Because when you opened it, it would have some effect on you. And true. we know the Book of Fate is a real artifact in the Elder Scrolls universe that exists and has this power. Because in Oblivion, yeah. when you receive Azura's star, mm-hmm. Azura talks about the Book of Fate. Ah, like that, yeah. So it's a, it's an actual artifact. It's not made up by no. Calixto. Oh, like that. Yeah, so maybe he's just trying to sell it as that book when really it isn't. It's possible, yeah. yeah. All right, then we have... Well, speaking of David, 